0: Forever! Dog! Assignment? Terror. This week on the podcast, Caroline B. Cooney's Night School.
1: Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kate. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today, as stated, we are talking about Caroline B. Cooney's Night School. Um, and the assignment is terror. Doesn't lie. No. Doesn't lie. That is quite literally the assignment. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I Do you want to read the back of the yeah. book before we get too lost in the weeds on this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah,
0: because this is a very, like, amorphous <laughs> book. Yeah. Okay. Maria is not sure why she signed up for the mysterious night class. The notice on the board gives no clue as to the subject, but something compels her to add her name to the list. Only three other people have signed up, so it's a very select class. But then the subject requires special skill and attention, for they are all learning the art of fear, and their teacher demands results. But there's no easy way to make the grade
1: in terror. <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay i'm fascinated because <laughs> here's the back of the book for the like j- j- truly just like scanned okay copy in open library okay and it makes <laughs> it's so confusing <laughs> all right so the second log line there are no graduates from this school ever the announcement oh. hangs in the center of the huge bulletin board at school the printing creeps and drips down the page and seems to Mariah to glow with fingerprints, evil, crusted whorls of dark plans and sick thoughts. Night class, the announcement reads. If she'd known what the class would be like, she would never have signed up because it is a class like no other, a class that teaches terror. Mariah wishes she could escape, but it's too late. The class is closed and Mariah is trapped forever. Okay, I mean, this Sorry, it's not what? the mood
0: of the, of the story at all.
1: No. And like, it It really is like that is how the class is introduced. It's like she looks at it and there's like dripping text. Oh my God. I mean, (laughs) it scares the shit out of her. And I was like, I don't even understand what this looks like. No, no. Let alone like what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) i Let me see if I can find that section real quick before we get into. Um. Oh, I guess that's just the direct quote before we get into talking about it further. So uh, here it is. Andrew Todd pointed to a single piece of paper carefully centered on the huge bulletin board as if somebody had gone to the trouble of measuring right down to the quarter inch. The announcement was in black. Icicle hung printing from some strange computer font crept and dripped down the page. It was an eerie, creepy announcement and seemed to Mariah's eyes to glow with fingerprints, evil, crusted whorls of dark plans and sick thoughts. Night class. Night class, said Andrew, and it seemed to Mariah that his voice turned to night also. His voice grew dark and shadowy like the letters on the board. Like, I don't know. I truly don't know what this looks like to her. I can't is it written in like Halloween font? And she's like, ah, Halloween font. Yeah, she. it's like written in like Creeper or whatever. I like, don't understand the glowing with fingerprints. And then she looked back at it and it seems totally normal. Yeah,
0: there's a lot in this book that um, <laughs> seems to defy all physics and reality. Yes. And Mariah's like, huh, weird.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're all like, I don't, Like you said, it seems to defy physics and reality and is never described enough to where I have any idea what things look like or fully what is going on. And Caroline B. Cooney also wrote the Fog trilogy. And we only read Fog with um, Jamie Jamie. Lantis. Yeah. And. We were also very confused by what was going on in that. It was just like sucking the spirit out of teens, and we were like, "How and what and what's with that guy in all brown climbing down the cliff or whatever?" Yes, and it never explains. And and so she's clearly concerned, Caroline B. Cooney. She's concerned with the state of teenage life, right? She's concerned that their spirits are being drained, and she's concerned about bullying.
0: She's concerned about bullying. She's not concerned about details.
1: No, and she's not concerned about the connection between horror and bullying. Yes, okay, <laughs> well, it's yes. like I in the end, I'm like, I know what you are going for, a hundred percent. That's clear enough. I just don't understand how you think this gets at that because it is right. just so f- fucking vague, like. Okay, so
0: also, um, I, I get that she wanted to make Mariah like relatable, yes, because Mariah's got this
1: like really intense crush, but it's not just a crush. She has like an intense inner inner fantasy world, which in which
0: like she's literally talking to and imagining that Andrew.
1: She's fully scripting a relationship yes. with Andrew. And a relationship with um, the girl group. Uh, oh, I love how that was phrased, actually. Yeah. I, I really liked the stuff about Mariah's fantasy world. Because I, I felt that way.
0: Here's the thing. This book was crazy and I never knew what was happening, but I did really like it.
1: Yeah, I really liked it, too. I just, yeah, I my <laughs> critique is that it was just like so vague what was going on or who that teacher was. But oh my
0: god the classroom scenes were hilarious i was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like they stepped into a void space <laughs> yeah they step into this void space and their teacher is like the fucking um who's the monster at the end of Candyland?
1: um the like uh, the I goo one i don't think i've seen that okay no 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 not the movie the, oh, board, oh, game. the board game
0: yeah yeah i
1: was Wait, thinking um he's candy man yeah, um, can- candy candy gloop something gloop, gloop
0: right gloopy wait, or candy maybe gloop. just gloop let me see no wait candy land yeah i think gloopy gloppy gloppy okay so the teacher's fucking gloppy i love and candyland candyland was fun wait on this were we talking about on was it on this show that we were talking about the different hotness of the different
1: Oh, we were. Yeah, Candyland people. Yeah, and then they've since changed it, and I'm like, no, go back to um, yeah. classic ideas of female beauty, please, because that's what I was raised on, and I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and you also, did this like, to me, so.
0: I also liked that, like, Lord Licorice definitely seemed like he was, like, into some, like, Dubcon stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Gloppy, yeah, okay, teachers like Gloppy literally, like, is, like, a figure that she cannot understand nor comprehend and like speaks telepathically to them. They leave their bodies, they become shadows. They, but then they're also not shadows because they can touch things and they have to. And I loved the use, the like for no reason, use of acronym (laughs) of being like, you need to find was Ugh. like easily terrified or what what were they the it was, first
1: the first one is you need to choose an SC. But like the word choice is part of the acronym. Yeah, you need to choose
0: a scare choice. You need choice. to choose a scare choice. It's like ATM machine.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and they're all like, oh my God. Uh, I'm, what? what? And
1: whereas I would be like, why are we calling it that? <laughs> like I'd be like, why are we calling it that? And also I don't know. It seems like if I don't choose it, everything's fine. Yeah, like what are you going to fucking do to me? Like with Mariah, it's I'm going to reveal your crushes and that you want to be friends with Autumn. And I yeah. don't know if I'm being faced with a choice by a bodiless demon man in a yeah. black void where all of a sudden I can read thoughts. Um, I think I'll just go for the reveal of my crush and that I want to be friends with a person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the extent of her crush is kind of creepy. Like I'm just imagining like someone being like, I have a crush on you. And then me being like, oh, wow, thank you. And then be like, no, you don't understand. Like (laughs) you are with me at all times. We have conversations. We have fights. We get back together.
1: We like do all this you've died in a car accident Um, yes yes i was thinking of uh our remembering me episode where you said that you imagined going to your crush's funeral (laughs) and you would like sit by the mirror crying (laughs) oh shit actually i think i'm mariah oh no Mariah. that's the thing is i was Uh, like i don't know i do this and i do understand like why she's so afraid and mortified but also how is this evil bodiless teacher going to convey that to Andrew to the point where he is truly afraid Yeah, like, like he's going to be like oh I'm flattered and the bodiless teacher is going to be like no 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 okay so um okay all right uh like four hours. Later. all right let me put this in context okay i guess i'll just hmm all right how do i do th- okay here okay okay so like <laughs> she goes horseback riding wait okay actually we should go oh no earlier. no oh actually um, oh no no it's when she goes horseback riding you're the not time there she's not crushing on you. okay okay all right so all right so um she she has like fake okay you know how you like imagine conversations with people he's like yeah i do that all the time he's like oh right everybody does that all the time okay um all right so mm, okay
0: like okay okay so like conversations are things that happen between two people actually okay wait let me go back um people were evolved from uh different species of like humanoid type things
1: actually okay i need to go that's maybe further skip <laughs> no, like skip something okay so like the enlightenment happened no that's okay uh, okay um all right so you know how people have imaginations
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay um you know the song imagine by john lennon wait okay, okay. hold on, hold on. right war so you- and peace
1: um all right you know okay um all right so you know willy wonka <laughs> um so it's like, all right, so imagine if the chocolate factory was Mariah's head and she was Willy Wonka and you were Charlie Bucket. It's like that. And then he's like, wait, what? And they're like, class dismissed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Evil has been too confused to try to make them like spook Mr. Phillips. Oh my in God. In the library. I don't understand. <sighs> I liked,
0: here's, here are the things that I liked. I liked the twist that like the scare choice was not like who, who they choose to scare, but rather the choice to scare someone else. I liked that too. I liked that. And I also liked the realization that like, oh, we, when we were thinking about like easily terrified people we were thinking of all these weak people in our lives, but really like we're that that's us. And so like it kind of, I did yeah. think that that mapping kind of worked is, with bullying.
1: Yes. I was just about to say it is a good metaphor for why people bully. It is either be bullied or do the bullying. Right. Um, It was just, it was just the teacher and the, the teacher in the class was weird. It was like, essentially like, okay, go into a dark room, turn off the light and then go. Yeah, that was the extent of the torment.
0: And then like them being like, oh, we're no longer in our bodies anymore. So we can all like telepathically
1: communicate and we're shadows. Weren't you sort of, or were you sort of delighted by what happened when they could all telepathically communicate? Where Autumn was like, I want to be my own person. And then the others were like, That's great. Good for you. Yeah. No, no, no. I loved how supportive they were. It was and so
0: odd. I was shipping them as a friend group. Like, I was. Oh, hard. I hard. was like, Yay! I was like, I, like, I, want, I want them to be getting this together friend. and
1: they're like growing. And yes. And they have friends now. Yes. And like, they're defending each other. Yes. And I like, thought it was very sweet. I loved it. I, and that's why I loved, why the I loved this movie. It's really I, just like I mean. <laughs> it's really just the teacher character. I was like, what?
0: Yeah, that was. I, and I literally, when I finished the story, I was like, wow, I loved these characters.
1: Yeah. Like, and I liked the connection between them all. Like, So the the like popular girl group that Mariah is desperate to be a part of is Julie Brooke Autumn Danielle. And the one she most wants to be like is Autumn. And Autumn is the one who wants to get away from the group. So she joins the night class. Mariah joins the night class because she sees Andrew sign up. Andrew signs up because he sort of like is an overachiever, like compulsive, pathological overachiever. But really he wants to like be able to hide in the shadows and just watch people. Ned doesn't have any friends. That's why he signs up. Julie is the meanest of the Julie, Brooke, Autumn, Danielle. Dude, I stand Julie. Me too. I love Julie. Me too. I was so sad for Julie. Julie admires Mariah because mm-hmm. she seems like ethereal and like living in her own world and mysterious. And Julie like sort of admires her mysterious qualities who's the best friend of mariah who's that girl? sal sal everyone everyone fucking loves sal everyone wants to be sal because she's so self-possessed everybody wants to be tommy because he's so self-possessed yeah. and sal and tommy are just kind of like their own thing they're just they don't really figure in the book beyond being life goals yeah and <laughs> like untouchable
0: goes. by the by the scare group
1: yeah because they know they're so self-possessed that they would just shake off whatever like uh, victimized imagination yeah afraid of the dark thing that everybody else has and poor bevin oh Bevan. i was like so upset for bevin yeah me too bevin I- is mariah's little brother who is just like hard bullied to the point where he is suicidal yes i really liked how everything came together You too end.
0: i was like when they all became a friend group all of them i was like oh <gasps> oh my god like when uh. Julie
1: when the thing that saved Julie from being evil the next victim (laughs) and evil was Bevan accident like just desperate and looking for his sister because he was like at the end of his rope and he just is like I don't know, maybe she'd be at this girl's house because she seems to have more friends lately. And he randomly calls Julie, even though Julie and Mariah are not friends. And he like yeah. confesses everything in this sort of like fugue state of depression. And Julie is in the midst of being scared by the other kids, of by Mariah, Andrew, Ned, and Autumn. And she just like totally ignores it and leaves to go like sit with bevan to make sure he doesn't hurt himself she literally like goes into hero mode instantly like she's like
0: "Fuck, i need to go save this kid and she she's like you're
1: my lifeline to being a kinder person like you're saving me i'm saving you i'm saving them by not being afraid and finally like ending my bullying like they can't bully me because i'm not a bully anymore it, yeah, they all just sort of save each other in this like interconnected web of like very relatable characters. Yes,
0: I I also loved the moment where um like uh wait shit it literally just left my head. Am I okay? Are you? Do I need to rush
1: over there, Julie style? Uh
0: oh 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 a, a, a similar thing. So when Bevan is like um like so Mariah is so wrapped up in her new class, right? So it's this Mm -hmm. class of her and, and uh, Adam, Andrew, Andrew and Ned and Autumn, um, where their, their assignments by the teacher are to find like weak people to like torment. Um, And so she's like, shit, Bevan's going to be someone that they're going to try and like target. So she's like obsessed about it, obsessed about it. And she comes home and she's so even that right like so self-centered like so like in her own world she sees that like bevan's bevan has destroyed
1: the den in like a Their cry bedroom. for help oh right they're, do they share a bedroom yeah oh, okay yeah, and she because while she's cleaning up she's like oh there's like nothing in our, our shared room that is bevan's they're right. all like my trophies my right. photos my this my that
0: so she comes home and she's like oh, my God, like, they they somehow did find him and they tormented him and that's why, like, all this stuff is destroyed. And so she's, like, in her... And she's, like, oh, God, and, like, is trying to clean it up. And so she still is, like, how... Like, how does all of this... Like, how do I figure in all of this? Instead of just being, like, is Bevan okay? And then we go into Bevan's mind and Bevan's just, like, what the fuck? Like, I I'm the only person in here. Of
1: course I did this. Like... Well, what she's afraid of i didn't interpret it that way i thought that she was like fuck i have to clean this up or the that teacher is going to view him as weak so i have to clean up from his i have to like clean all this up so that he doesn't see how weak bevan is because she thinks that possibly somebody was already there to scare him and that's what happened to the room yeah yeah that's what i'm saying But bevan interprets that as she doesn't see me and she interprets that as I have to protect Bevin from being scared, right? I, I and I well, think the the metaphor that's the metaphor, and the real thing is like just put on a happy face, Bevin. Right, right, yeah. Well, no, I like because because I
0: think she thought that exactly that, like what you said that that someone had been there to scare him, and that's why all that crap is like on the floor. and about, yeah. And so, like for her, she's like she's trying to think of it as like how can i help bevan but not really thinking like how how does bevan need to be helped
1: yeah just like in in a
0: way that like you know most people think about like how to help somebody they're like well how can i help them rather than what does this person need yeah and so like she's like fuck i need to clean all this up and he thinks oh she's trying to clean it up so that dad doesn't see yeah and like of course she thinks i'm weak and she's just trying to put push me under the rug yeah and so like i loved that that moment of like seeing what she's thinking and us kind of being on board right like being like oh yeah maybe someone did like come and scare bevan
1: yeah it's like they're both right but yeah they, they're both because they're not communicating yeah things I,
0: are not getting fixed i loved yeah i loved that reveal of bevan being like no i i did that what the fuck does she think is happening like yeah I loved that the mundane world was still occurring while all this magic stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. thought that was cool.
1: Yeah. I think this book would have been like uh, A plus (laughs) if the teacher shit hadn't been so vague and confusing. Yeah, I did not understand the teacher stuff. I was glad that it wasn't just like straight pattern where they just kept doing it and kept doing it. And then they realized... It was really just the one scare, and then for their next scare, they try Julie, and it doesn't happen, because she leaves to save Bevan. Yeah. I liked that. I and I just, like that they had
0: to try a couple times with Julie, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I don't understand. And I, I like the metaphor of it's like, oh, I made friends with a new group, and we're and like they're bullies, and we're all feeding one another's bully tendencies. Mm-hmm. It's like I liked absolutely everything about it, except for I was so confused.
0: Yeah, I was very confused about just like where people were, what they looked like.
1: I'll like, read the
0: thing. Yeah, please. That so that happens. people understand truly how like amorphous everything was. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's like they all are described because they like don't, they're all like so focused on themselves that they don't notice they're all passing like some sort of threshold into this classroom oh, right it's like not that. a real place so they all walk in welcome said the instructor the room was very dark darkness crawled under mariah's skin like slugs under dead leaves darkness shifted position inside her like a colony of poisonous insects building nests she did not want to be welcome here She did not want to be the kind of person that the instructor would be glad to see. Not that Mariah could see. She could not even see Andrew. The four of them had blended into the dark like furniture in unused rooms. Mariah's thoughts seemed even more unreal than usual, as if her own brain just replayed tapes of itself. I no longer exist, thought Mariah. I am just the imprint of myself. Andrew felt like the negatives of photographs. He was not a real person, but a future picture of one. Right now, he was frosty and gleaming where he ought to be dark, and dark where he ought to be color. He held the camcorder in his lap, but did not try to focus it. He couldn't even focus his mind right now, never mind a film. His utter delight with his discovery in the car, blah, blah, blah. He realized he wanted to be like a... Like a camera uh, operator. Filmmaker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, no, no. He was neutral. This is good thought, Andrew Todd. A reporter must always be neutral. To have no emotion at all is good. This is just the kind of night class I need. The four students were visible in a moonlight way. Gray and black silhouettes. It was romantic, thought Autumn. Sort of like opening a valentine in the dark, whatever that means. Not so much night class as dusk class. Autumn could hardly even see the instructor. He, she, or possibly it stood before them like a darker dark. A more knowing, experienced dark. Autumn wanted to make it the class chair. Go dark. There were, I don't know what that means. There were about four chairs in the room and no desks. So there had been few choices in seating. Blah, blah, blah. Row is straight across. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, Autumn can make out their profiles. Um, The instructor's voice was deeply appealing, rich and warm and velvet like the night through which she had passed. Blah, blah, blah. Tonight she felt liquid in the instructor's presence, cool water in a vase waiting to be used. Autumn felt that the dark was snuggling up to her. She could not quite see the rest anymore, but this is does not matter. <laughs> He's like giving a. The instructor gives a talk about how, like, basically, the human nature is dark. <laughs> um, blah blah blah. Dark, dark, dark. <laughs> Warmth left the instructor's voice raw and chilled like meat the voice seemed to bleed on top of autumn's head she hated the thought she tried to scour it out of her mind but shadows obscured her mind from itself blah blah blah. i see autumn couldn't even see the hands on her lap she knotted her fingers together and nothing happened she had no fingers no substance
0: i mean i guess it's Uh, just supposed to be like breathing it's like
1: they walk in and they like have an out-of-body experience
0: yeah, I mean, I guess it's like this weird collective dream type thing. And yeah, they are like all out of their bodies. I just, if that's the case, right? Like it's in, I, and I th- suspect it is, right? That it's like mm-hmm. intentionally very confusing and like
1: There's um, too dreamy. much imagery well, without I just feel giving like, images.
0: I just feel like if at the, you know, just one line after the experience, they're like, uh, like, you know mariah thinks to herself like oh that felt like a dream or something you know but instead they're just like hmm well now we're here they're like that was weird and i don't want to go back in there because it's scary but they never like fully call out how strange it was because it's unlike any other state of being they've ever
1: had yeah and it's just i just don't understand and in the end i i like that it's they realize they can make the choice. I like that They're too. They're like, I'm just not gonna do this and you can't make me do this. And then yeah. it's a it's sad because Andrew decides he likes it. Yeah. And it's like a He's a, lost to it. It ends on him being like, No, I'm I'm gonna choose it still. Yeah. But I, while I, it's happening, I wish there had, I wish the descriptions hadn't made me think that from the beginning I'm like yeah. well, why are they doing this yeah
0: I, I i like that you mentioned um you know him and drew you said uh huh, is the one who like decides to go fully you know dark side mm-hmm. and i i really liked that because um you know for many reasons like i liked that he was the one who seemed to have the most out of everybody like he's very popular he's very cool and i think it's that thing of like you know in buffy the vampire so how they talk about how like vampires because they can't die or because they're immortal fear death above all Mm -hmm. so like he has all this stuff to lose and he's kind of like oh i'm I'm choosing, like, he appears to be the one who, like, doesn't really need the night school group. But then in the end, it turns out he needs it the most. Like, I liked that. Um, and I liked, I, I liked the moments that, like, each person does get saved, too. Because, like, he doesn't really have a tether. He
1: he needs yeah. the most,
0: but he doesn't need the other kids.
1: Whereas the other kids need each other. Yeah, that's true. So, like. It's like, Ned falls in love with Autumn. Mm-hmm. Autumn like realizes the value in like Julie mm-hmm. and Mariah. Mariah needs Bevan, Julie needs Bevan, Bevan needs them. Yeah, and Andrew's just like he's self possessed without knowing himself. Yeah. Like all he knows is his ambition, which isn't a personality. Yeah. And I, I liked the description. I'll I'm gonna read the the end where Andrew like Yeah, yeah falls if that's okay please do autumn had been right there would always always be a moment of choice choice between kindness or cruelty between entertaining oneself or sparing others for a moment andrew was very angry you should be able to make one single choice and be done with it not have this constant nagging at the bottom of your soul andrew looked down at the bottom of his soul how great was the appeal of darkness how quickly the smoke of evil swirled up when you thought choice Andrew lifted the camcorder and hugged it to his heart. The thought of future films and parties warmed him. He tried to run to his car. Shadows deepened around him. Catch up to the others, thought Andrew dimly. Get with Autumn and Ned. Find Mariah and Julie and Bevan. Stumble, whispered the instructor, and joined the dark. Andrew stumbled. I love that last line. Andrew yeah. stumbled. It's uh, very good.
0: I mean, th- that and then I I loved to, like... The thing that Caroline B. Cooney is always really good at, and we've felt this about all of her stuff, is like having characters that feel so alive and
1: like your heart breaks for them. Because like when Andrew stumbles, I was like, ah, shit. Yeah, I was sad for him. I wasn't, it wasn't like very typical, like handsome jock guy. No. He, He had an emotional, like inner world. And all the characters were very, distinct from one another like they were stereotypes but it the stereotype was a jumping off point yeah yeah um and I guess I mean it may have been extremely intentional for us to like feel confused and lost because that's how the characters were feeling and it must have been like such a metaphor for losing yourself in that energy yeah that while reading it, I was like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's both, um, sorry, I hit my mic. It's both a strength and a weakness, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it does
0: have us experience what those kids were experiencing. And I feel like it also kind of really captures the confusion that you have when you're a kid. Like, I was just picturing like, you know, when I was like 15 You know, and those like nighttime thoughts that you have as you're falling asleep, where you're like, like you're trying to figure out who the fuck you are, Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know. Like, is there a self? Like, I don't know. Is there something that makes me special from other people? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because, like, what is me? Like, it's like the first time that you're really, really like understanding that you are a separate entity from others. I guess. I also really liked um, the moment that mariah gets saved because she so like uh bevan and julie come to where the the like four classmates are hanging out and getting pizza Mm -hmm. and julie's like um bevan you need to tell your sister what just happened and he's like i don't want to and she's like um okay i just had to get my ass over there to like fucking (laughs) i was like
1: both in total agreement with julie and also like julie what are you doing i know i was like
0: julie why don't we just take her aside why don't we just take her aside
1: so sorry go on
0: um so then bevan's like fine and like julie and bevan tell mariah and the rest of the group which i don't think necessarily had to happen um that bevan attempted to kill himself and had reached out to julie to try and help him and she did she stopped him And then Mariah in that moment is like, fuck, I have been like running around trying to figure out like what I could do for you to protect you when all I had to do was fucking talk to you. Like your problem was that nobody fucking talks to you. Yeah. And I was like running around trying to make sure that nobody punished you because no one talks to you instead of just solving the problem of just talking to you. Yeah. So I love that moment for for Mariah as well when she's like, shit. And she's like, all right, you know what, guys? Like, I don't fucking need to go to this class anymore. Bye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, like, it says, it was Julie who had seen and listened, who had run fast enough to save. Julie, whom Mariah and Ned and Autumn and Andrew had specifically chosen and marked out and stalked. Julie drove Bevan and Mariah home so they could tell their parents. We can't tell mom and dad, said Bevan, horrified. Dad will be furious. He doesn't want me to be this kind of person. I'll bet he wants you alive, though, said Julie quietly. I bet he'd rather have you rescued than lose you. I love that. Yeah. Have you rescued than... Like, Caroline B. Cooney's also
0: really good at those, like, one-liners. Or, yeah. Or, like, one-sentence things where it's like, oh. Like, it really gets at the heart of the matter. Yeah. Yeah, because like that and he yeah. stumbled is like really like they're just like really punchy, like really powerful.
1: Yeah. And I can see this book getting through to people struggling. Yes. Because um, like there's shows an that- episode of Gem about suicide. And apparently like there was an uptick in people calling the suicide hotline. That they Really? Gave. Yeah. So it's I like mean, it doesn't take it just takes something from the outside. Yeah. Like t- reaching out even in a small way well
0: because the other thing that like and i think that this did it really this book did it really well some other shows do it which is like kind of bullshit where where they they don't do it well but um this book did it really well I- and the thing i'm talking about is you know every fear and insecurity that you feel as probably you know a weird kid reading these books you know you see that like All these other kids who you would think would never have those kinds of anxieties have those kinds of anxieties. And it's not only demonstrated in that these characters have those thoughts and have those fears and have those whatever, but also that each of those characters has somebody that they look at and they're like, wow, that person's perfect. I want to be like them. And then we go in that person's head and they have someone else they're looking at that they're like, Mm -hmm. wow, that person's perfect. I want to be like them. Yeah. I don't know, I loved this book. It was very weird and I didn't get it get a lot, but it it was really good.
1: Yeah. I'd say this is a this is uh a, a definite like you should read.
0: It also was like unlike a almost eighty percent of
1: everything we've read. Yeah. It was not it was not uh formulaic at all. No. Um yeah, so even though we started this episode like what? Like <laughs> really uh yeah we both really liked it can we talk about like
0: the things that they do to mr whatever this poor substitute yes that (laughs)
1: it it was the scare parts where i was like what yeah no i I did not love the scare parts i did not love the scare parts either um let me go to the end oh yeah mariah is the strongest because she has such uh rich fantasy world that she hides from other people. She's so used to hiding her thoughts yeah. from other people that she's able to keep the instructor out so that he doesn't get Bevan's name.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: what happens instead is she offers up Mr. Phillips, this like pathetic substitute teacher who they happen to see grading quizzes in the library when oh, they were like, to class. Oh, and like when they see him, she thinks to
0: herself, oh, that's going to be Bevan.
1: Yeah, it's so sad. Um so the instructor's like, Thank you, Mariah, for supplying tonight's scare choice. <laughs> um blah blah blah. Didn't want to do it, but Bevan is safe. This is in Mariah's head, and then uh, Um So they like in They're having their out-of-body experience still, but their bodies are in the room. They just don't realize it. They sort of think that they're ghosts, but they're not. Um, mm-hmm. The scarecrow sensed something. He shuffled two papers for no reason except to occupy his fingers. He looked out of the corner of his eyes without moving his head. A little twitch appeared in his cheek. Andrew squinted into his camera. How metal and plastic could pass through a plaster wall fascinated Andrew. The class had not existed as they passed through the, through the walls of the library and surrounded the SC. And yet the camcorder did exist and somehow it had also moved through the wall. The shadows he filmed seemed to have body, not merely light deflection. Andrew wondered how much would actually show up on the film. He circled the SC for a better angle. The SC noticed. The SC held himself very still, trying to analyze the change in the atmosphere around him. It was an interesting reaction, very primitive, like a white rabbit freezing in the snow to hide. Andrew focused, and then and now the thin, nervous facial features of the SC appeared right in the little crosshatch, short of the aiming a rifle. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so he's like, his eyes are darting around. He's breathing heavier. He's still grading the papers, trying to look normal, but all the like fight or flight responses are happening in his body. Um, so Autumn can tell. She was comfortable in a tight group, had been part of a tight group for a long, long time. She liked the spread of groups, the way you were included in the action, yet excluded from the blame. If she let the SC's name enter her mind, if she pictured his actual function, if she remembered him failing in front of a class, she felt sorry for him. But as sc he was merely a set of initials he wasn't somebody he didn't matter andrew zooms in nothing's happening yet they're just like bringing such an atmosphere and he can sense them that he's scared yeah they're all circling him don't um, they like push his
0: papers on the floor and yeah shit?
1: so the instructor turned a page in a book it was a distinctive sound paper against paper only fingers leaving pages could have made that sound, but the SC was the only person there. The SC gasped a little and whirled to see who had turned that page. Oh, the instructor, the evil instructor, not Mr. Phillips. Mm. I got confused for a second. <laughs> but of course, nobody had the library remained empty. Silence gathered. The SC twitched. The instructor coughed. The SC leapt to his feet, stumbling twice in a circle, struggling to catch a glimpse of who was behind him coughing. Of course, nobody was behind him. Nobody was in front of him either. He braced trembling fingertips against the table rim and looked back and forth so often and so quickly he must have gotten dizzy from it. Shadows swirling. (laughs) A chair scraped. He's terrified. Andrew's riveted. Mariah thought of the time she'd been alone in the dark, afraid, listening to creaks, picturing all the danger. Blah, blah, blah. Autumn is like sort of hoping that this will actually just lead to him realizing he shouldn't be a teacher and getting a better job and being stronger (laughs) for it. Yeah. Um, But he's not getting tougher. He's getting weaker. Um, She's getting disappointed. Why aren't you putting up a fight? And then she starts thinking like, well, if he was such a weakling, he deserved it. Yeah. And wants to help. (sighs) there is this
0: kind of like pretty accurate feeling of like when when someone is bullying another person and they get angry at them for letting like the bully like how could you let me be this evil you
1: know what i mean yeah why why aren't you standing up to me all you have to do is stand up to me and this wouldn't be happening um mariah is like holding her breath so she lets it out um the sc like stares where Mariah is in horror because there's nothing there Andrew clicked his tongue in appreciation he hears that <sighs> he reaches for the far wall on which the bank of light switches lay he did not make it a shadow reached at first ex- extinguishing the only existing light autumn shadow um then like the lights go out he runs into a stack of books andrew pushes a book off a shelf that scares him sc banks into a wall he cries out please light comes back on he'd like uh backed up against a wall in fear um a single light came from andrew's camp quarter a camera suspended in midair filming without human hands and without robotic fingers he lets out a scream abandoned his papers and runs and then the instructor is like, and I'll hide the papers and he'll get fired. Yeah. And that's the end. And I'm like, really? I, the thing that I liked that
0: came out of that <laughs> uh, was Andrew, like, goes. So first he, like, hears, okay, that this teacher, because Andrew's like, shit, that's my teacher. I see my name on that paper, right? And he's like, uh Okay, he, he go, comes to class the next day, finds out the teacher's not there. Um, he goes to the principal. The principal's, he's like, hey, I was kind of wanting to see what happened to that teacher. And the principal's like, wow, you're such a good person for caring about him. And he's like, he takes the compliment, but in his head, he's like, mm, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm responsible. Yeah. Goes to the hospital, finds out that he just like left and w- was extremely unwell and his I, this part is so strange to me. Well, it's it's interesting cuz he's like okay and then doesn't check up on it. And later on when he's like thinking about like did i he's like I thought I did the right thing. Like I thought I was like choosing not to scare someone and like being a good person like everybody else when I went to go check on him. And then like there's this voice in his head that's like, "Yeah, but like the second that you found out that like he went somewhere else and is not necessarily better, like you didn't the second it became hard for you to check on this person you decided not to do it
1: yeah the second
0: you felt like it was
1: an inconvenience yeah but that part was weird to me because he does ask he's like where wh- where did he live and the guy's like i don't know did he even have a house <laughs> yeah, and andrew's weird. like yeah everyone has a house and the guy at the hospital was like oh uh, do they and it ends there and i was like is he also evil? What do you mean? Does everyone like also like? like what I understand weird, what like, he's saying, which is that like, yes, he could have been homeless. Who yeah. knows? But like, or here's a thought. Answer my question. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, he was
0: being so like. You know weird. the answer. He was being so weird and vague that I expected him to be like, and I'm the ghost of Christmas. Yeah, and then, it like was disappear. Like very strange. It was very like very weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I really loved this book. I did. Yeah. I read it fast. Did you read it really fast?
1: Yeah. It felt like a very fast read to me.
0: Yeah. Like one sitting. I just read it. Yeah. It was good. It was a good one. hmm. I recommend it. I recommend it as well. Um. All right. Do you have any, any other, uh, things that we wanted to cover about this
1: book? I'm um, trying to think of. No. That was, I just really, I really liked the characters. I thought they were really well drawn. Yeah, me too. I liked the message. Me too. It didn't, it was like a very, it was like a hate you over the head message without feeling clunky.
0: Yeah. Somehow. It's interesting because I'm looking at this book on Goodreads and it has pretty dismal reviews. That's weird. Like people are like saying it's just like a forgettable entry. It's like a nothing book. It's just like. Huh. And. You assholes! I'm gonna review it. It's really weird. I don't know why people hate it so much. I I like it. Um, so thank you so much to everybody, uh, for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Tell
1: tell a friend. Tell a lover. <laughs> tell a child. Tell a mother. <laughs> tell a sinner. Tell a saint. saint. Uh, and don't feel ashamed when you do. <laughs> um thank you so much to our
0: patreon listeners you guys help keep our show alive uh special thank you to our patreon producers
1: thank you Erin fernandez Ann dwyer ashley fritz claire moore courtney mcphail danielle lamana danny emily Pooley, gabriella santiago grace armstrong jonathan venable jordan Colwick, karen lewis kat miller katie lilly katie olsner kelly burns krista landry desmond laura hooper Luan Martin. Luke Bartek. Lo, Lonon. Lonan. Sorry. My, you want to do that again? Peter underlined it. Oh, um, let me make sure it learns it. So that it won't let me. Okay. Lonon Martin. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Wolschlager. Mariana Terzakis. Melody. Megan Lozier. Micah Yunus. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Oscar Gallegos. Pamela. Randy Clut, Rashad
0: Black. Rogue Kellyhua, Sarah. Sarah Jaggers. Sarah Nichelle.
1: Sasha Gibson. Shannon Pickens. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of you. We hope that you're all well and that you stay so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we say what we are reading next week? I already read it, but it is on open library. Sorry, guys, I haven't, so you don't get to know. Okay,
0: there we go. <laughs> just know um just here's, case- here's here's my here's my hint about it. Uh, I laughed a lot reading this one.
1: interesting. Just so you guys, just a lot of question mark laughter, so that there's that. All right, I'm gonna look it up and then everybody will uh get my real time reaction.
0: okay. Hmm, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. So that's the title. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Great. Great. Well, that's all she wrote then, because I refuse to share Open Library with you. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, you have checked it out from underneath us before and cannot be trusted. Mm-hmm. All right. So we will see you next week. And in the meantime, keep it creepy. Forever
0: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, Dog. and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com.